Hey guys, welcome back to Omega Printer. And if you're new here, welcome. My name is Jacqueline and this podcast is all about transformation, in particular navigating transition. That transition between feeling stuck and success. In today's episode, we're going to talk about clearing mental clutter, plus what are affirmation walks. I'm going to give you three tips that help me start changing my negative mindset and sometimes depressive mindset that we can fall into when life transition occur or just in everyday challenges. If you like the episode, please feel free to leave a comment as it really helps the podcast grow. And if you're new here, consider subscribing. So my first tip to clear mental clutter is to be mindful. Now, what does that really mean and how do you even start? It's more than just paying attention to your thoughts, though. It's taking stock at what you're consuming. Now, what are you listening to when you first wake up? Is it the news? What are you listening to or watching before you go to bed? From shows to books or even podcasts that you're subscribed to. Now, nerdy moment. Scientists have discovered, and not so long ago, believe it or not, that our brains are like clay. We can mold them into whatever we want, or in many cases, what we don't. This is called neuroplasticity. That means that every neuron that's communicating with one another molds our brain. Every cell, every emotion further shapes our thoughts. If that's true, then we better damn sure pay attention to what we're consuming and what we're thinking. Now, if it's true that, a ner- that the neurons communicating with one another become stronger when they have emotion behind them, then we better start doing some emotional cleansing. Number two, assessing your mindset. Now, clearing mental clutter is just like spring cleaning for your home. Now, after you take into consideration what you're consuming, what you're thinking, like a home, you're going to have to start one room at a time, stacking things into categories, what goes and what stays. Now, your mind is the same, and just like any large project, you're going to have to take it one step at a time. Now, I have spoken about journaling before, but this type of journaling like really requires you to dig deep. Choose an emotion that triggers or gets triggered when you're thinking about changing your mindset, and start asking yourself questions as to why this really pushes your button when you're thinking about letting it go, or doing something like affirmation, for example, for example. Why don't these things work or why don't they work right away? Now, why do I talk about neurons and how when an emotion is attached to it, it just becomes stronger? For me, I've ever since I was little, I've always been the type of person that asks why. Why do people act the way they do? Why does things happen like this? You know, I've just always wanted to know why. And the reason for that, I think, or I, I know now is because when I was able to break things down and really understand it, it just gave me peace of mind. And now it helps me understand like when I'm trying to do the self mastery and understand myself, especially when I'm in transition, it helps me understand that it's more than just my willpower or maybe thinking that maybe I'm not working hard enough. Number one, this is going to take time. And number two, it allows me to be more patient with myself. And I think number three is the most important. It allows me to be compassionate with myself. So when you're doing this work, think about those things. Think about the larger picture. Be compassionate with yourself. So when these things are happening, one or two things, right? Like I mentioned before, your mechanics are off. You know, we need to rewire our way of thinking. And number two, your emotion that's attached to it may be so strong that you need to unearth this emotion in order to let it go so that you're no longer that attached to it. How do you do that? So I'm going to give you an example, right? 
for me, I noticed that whenever I had a large amount of money, you know, when I was younger, I needed to get rid of it right away. For some reason, I could not have a large lump of money at one time because I would get anxious and I would need to spend it and I would tell myself, oh, I need this, I need that, and I would just get rid of it. And I would do that all the time. And I finally just had to really sit down with myself and ask, why do I do this? You know, I, I make money, I made good money. Um, what is it about having a large amount that really gets to me and makes me anxious and I have to get rid of it right away? So I had to sit down and ask myself that question. Really continue to dig deep and think the first thing was, when was the first time that I had a large amount and what happened? The funny thing is there are things in our subconscious that we may have pushed that we don't even think about. And I started to remember back when I was about eight years old, they had kids at school sell candy and candles and gift wraps for Christmas. And whomever sold the most, there was all these prizes. And I remember one of them was a bike. I didn't have a bike at the time, so I made it my mission that I was going to sell as much as I could to win that bike. Now, at the time, we lived in this huge apartment complex, and I must have gone, I swear, to like each and every door of all those apartments, and there must have been like over 80, I'm guessing. People saw how excited I was, and I swear anyone who opened the door bought something from me. At the end of it, I probably had like three to $500. I got, I got my bike. It was going to happen. And I remember that here I was this kid and straight ran that candy sale like a business. You had to have like the item number, the name, and you had to add up all the money and count it. And you're going to have to put it in this envelope and then of course turn it in. I was so excited because I knew I got the bike and I was so proud of myself. And I won't go into details too much, but the money ended up getting stolen I took it, I looked for it everywhere, and then I remember just starting to freak out. Not about that I wasn't going to get the bike, but that all these people trusted me with their money. And I just remember that at that moment, I now understand that I told myself three things. Number one, that I wasn't responsible. Number two, that I couldn't be trusted with large, large amounts of money. And number three, that I needed to get rid of it as quickly as possible because if not it was going to be stolen it was going to be taken away from me my beliefs my emotions were so attached to that that I carried that well past my 20s and in that moment when I realized that I cried I cried for this little girl who didn't allow herself to cry because her guilt her shame overwhelmed her in that moment, I realized that all of this I've been holding since that moment because I never dealt with it. I never worked through it. So I carried it with me until I really sat down and gave that moment a voice, gave that moment a release of feeling. And then I was able to work through that and release it. And I'm not going to say to you that, oh, after that, I've was the best saver and I never got anxious. No, what happened the next time that I had a large amount of money, when the anxiety started to come up, 
I knew why I was coming up and I would t- talk myself down and I said, you know, I am responsible. I can't be trusted with large amounts of money and I don't have to get rid of it because nobody's going to take it away from me. It started each time it started to get better and now it's not an issue. You know, I don't get that anxiety anymore. That's what I talk about when you are wanting to sit down and really dig deep and unearth that emotion. A lot of people say, you know, affirmations don't work. And it's funny because that in itself is an affirmation. If you say this shit don't work, it's not going to work. And it is BS because you're constantly reaffirming that affirmation. That brings me to the third thing about clearing mental clutter. And that is affirmation walk. Affirmation walks come from empty spaces. Inevitably, when you've let these feelings come to the surface and you release them, you're going to be left with empty space. Just like when you clean your home after all the clutter is gone, you're going to notice there's a lot more room. If you're not intentional with filling those empty spaces, you're going to run the risk of filling up back up with junk. The way I used to clear my clutter, aka negative thoughts and anxiety, was by working out. I would put all my energy and mind into working out. When I had a big transition, my body was emotionally and physically drained like it never had been before. Something had to take a toll. I wasn't taking time to balance out and deal with my emotions after my daughter headed to college and I was on my own. So my body let me know it and I ended up hurting my back. So I could no longer work out like I wanted to. The old me told me that I needed to push heavy weights and be at the gym for like an hour and 30 minutes and my spirit was telling me I don't think so. And my body agreed. Now, what does this all have to do with affirmation walks and filling empty spaces? I'm sure you're thinking. Like I told you in my story when I was eight about the negative thoughts I told myself after my experience, how I turned those thoughts and turned them around and made them positive. Like, number one, I am responsible. Number two, I can be trusted with large sums of money. And number three, no one is trying to take anything away from me. We need to replace those negative thoughts with not just positive but affirming thoughts so i remember one day i decided to record it myself i would listen to other people's affirmations at the time but i felt in order for me to really believe them i needed to hear my own voice i took all of my positive affirmations either the ones that i made for myself or the ones that i found that helped um, from other people and i recorded it i would listen to them as often as i could You know, not realizing at the time that this was going to come in super handy when I hit a really rough rough patch in my life. I found myself so down and hopeless and not wanting to do anything. I had job loss at the time. I was in transition as to where I was going to live. And I remember that I could barely get up. And when I finally did and I decided to go to the gym, I get there and it's closed. Um, I thought about just going home and going to bed, but I decided, you know what, F it. I'm just, I'm going to walk around the neighborhood for 30 minutes. And on my walk um, from the gym and walking around the neighborhood, I would often, you know, listen to affirmations. But I thought this time I'm going to walk and I'm going to say them out loud. Yep. Just like a crazy person. (laughs) I was going to walk and say my affirmations out loud. Now, 
something about my body being active, you know, the extra oxygen going to my brain and the blood flowing, flowing, excuse me, that just put everything into alignment. And I felt so much better after, you know, my affirmation walk. And on top of saying positive affirmation, you know, on top of that and saying affirmations at the same time, I think all of that just made me feel a hundred times better. I think that's what was missing with my workouts. And now whenever I'm feeling down and I feel like I need to just be more active, I go ahead and do my affirmation walks. Tony Robbins have often said that the bigger thing is not just our mindset, but our physiology, you know, the way we, our body language moves when we're in a state of depression or anxiety. And I think because I decided to put these two things together, it just helped not just my mind, but my body. I'm not saying that all of this is easy and that it's going to happen right away. It takes time, but Putting all these things in place is definitely going to start making a change in your life. Now, just to summarize, number one, be mindful. It's more than just paying attention to your thoughts, but what are you consuming that may be contributing to any of the negative patterns you may have? Number two, assessing your landscape. Journaling and really digging deep on those emotions that trigger resistance. I spoke to you about my money beliefs that started in childhood. And remember, if you don't get emotional, you haven't dug deep enough. Number three, affirmation walks. Once you have unearthed and decluttered some of those negative thoughts, you're going to have to fill those empty spaces. Affirmations plus walking equals a balanced mind and life. If you found any of these helpful, let me know in the comments. And if you have your own that you think we would find helpful, let us know in the comments as well. Thank you so much for listening.